Welcome to Word Up with me, Robert Hodgkin. Let's get you built up and powered up with the Word of God. This episode's scripture is Luke 22, verses 60 to 62. And this is what the Word says. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And as soon as he said these words, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered that the Lord had said, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times. And Peter left the courtyard crying bitterly. This is such a rich passage of scripture, but here's what I want you to get from the word in this episode. Even in our worst moments, even in our greatest failings, the Lord is right there. The Lord is always there for us. He always cares. He will not turn away from us, even in our worst moments and greatest failings. That's what we're seeing here. Peter has just denied Jesus for the third time. Even after when Jesus told him he was going to do it, and Peter had said, oh, not me, Lord, I would never deny you. And here is Peter's greatest failing, greatest humility, greatest punting it, just blowing it. And he realizes and remembers what he said, and he even boasted that he wouldn't do it. But in the moment that this is going on, it says, the Lord at that moment turned and looked at Peter. Now, I want you to catch this in the context of Old Testament number six and the great blessing. Remember the great blessing where the Lord says, hey, Moses, call Aaron here, and I want you to pronounce this great blessing over my people, that I will turn my face to them, that I will smile upon them. Now, this is all in the context of the Nazarite vow. If you go back and you read number six, you're going to see that what stirs God's heart is that Israel is going out of its way to consecrate and dedicate itself to the Lord. And the Lord's heart is moved. And the Lord says, hey, Moses, get Aaron to pronounce this amazing blessing. Let the people know I will bless them. I will be gracious to them. I will protect them. But the best part of it is he says, tell them I will turn my face to them and I will smile upon them. Now in the New Testament, we see Peter, one of God's strongest men who's really confident in himself and in his faith and in his walk with God, we see him completely, utterly, and totally blow it. We see him deny Jesus, not once, not twice, not three times, even after boasting to the Lord himself, I will never deny you. I would die before I deny you. And in Peter's greatest failing, the Lord turns to Peter and looks upon him, turns his face to him, smiles upon him, lets him know this whole thing is not based on your performance. You don't even have to take a Nazarite vow. You don't have to have it totally going on for me, for me to be with you. I will never turn from you. God's favorite place to meet us is exactly where we are, even if it's in the moments of our greatest failings. The challenge is we don't often like to meet God exactly where we are if it's in a moment of failing, if it's a moment where we've blown it. And this is what happens with Peter. Peter misinterprets the Lord turning his face to him. The Lord is not turning his face to Peter to convict him, to correct him, to say, I told you you'd deny me three times. You've blown it. 
No, the Lord is turning his face to Peter to say, I'm right here for you. I'll never, ever, ever draw away from you. I'll never turn from you. Our relationship is not based on your behavior, not based on your performance, not based on your perfection. It's based on I love you because I love you because I love you and I'm always here for you and there's nothing I want more than to meet you exactly where you are. Even if it's in your failings, I'm right here for you. Turn to me so that I can bring healing, so I can bring understanding, so that I can help you continue to walk into victory with me, even in this moment. But Peter's not able to receive that. Peter, it says, ran from the courtyard crying bitterly. He was undone and overcome by guilt, shame, and condemnation. And this is what the enemy wants when we blow it, when we, don't, uh, when we do fall short, when we don't measure up to who we truly are in Christ. The enemy wants us mired in guilt, shame, and condemnation. Why? So we'll turn from God. So we'll run from God. So we'll leave the situation weeping bitterly as opposed to turning to God who is turning to us. So we'll do the exact opposite of what the book of James tells us, which is draw near to God anywhere, anytime, and He will draw near to you. So we'll do the exact opposite of what the book of Hebrews tells us. To draw near to God, to boldly come before the throne of grace in our time of need to obtain mercy and help from our God. When we blow it, God is right there for us. He's not ashamed of us. He's not there to condemn us. He's not there to dismiss us. He's there to meet us and help us. But the enemy wants us caught up in guilt, shame, and condemnation so that we will not turn to God because the enemy knows God will never turn from us. Here's the great news, though, about this scripture. Not only that in this New Testament relationship, even if we've blown it, the greatest blessings of the Old Testament are still ours in Christ. God will still turn his face to us. He'll still smile upon us. He'll still bless us. He'll still be gracious to us. But even if in the moment we do get mired in guilt, shame, and condemnation, the really good news here is the Lord does not give up on us. Think of Peter. So he runs from the courtyard crying bitterly. But the next time we really see Peter, it's in John 21. Now, different, different gospel, but continuing the story. And Peter is so ashamed, so guilty, so rocked by everything that's gone on, from denying Jesus three times to not being the man of God he thought he was to what Jesus goes through on the way to the cross and all of it, that Peter is now back to where he was before he ever met the Lord, he's back fishing, and he's so messed up, he's not even that great at it. But the victorious risen Lord shows up, and what does he do? Does he rebuke Peter? Does he condemn Peter? Does he shame Peter? No. He blesses Peter with the greatest haul of fish that he's ever seen. He wants Peter to know, you don't have to perform for me. You don't even have to walk in your calling for me. But I, I love you because I love you because I love you and I am here for you. I will continually pursue you with my love. Even if you've denied me, even if you've completely blown it, even if you're back to where we are, where you are before we ever even met, I am here for you. So this is what I want you to see in Luke 22, 60 to 62. God's favorite place to meet us is exactly where we are, and he will continue to pursue us until we realize that this relationship is not based on our performance. It's based on what he's done for us, and even more, it's based on his incredible love for us. And when he brings any kind of conviction that brings awareness for us that we have blown it or we have fallen short, it's not because he wants to shame us. 
It's actually he wants to meet us there so we can understand the root, the, 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 the fear, the, the cause of falling short. Not because he doesn't love us when we fall short, but because he wants to help us walk in the fullness of who we truly, truly are. Ready for more? Go to roberthotchkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and men on the front lines.